The Lord be with you. I probably don't need to tell any of you this, because I'm pretty sure most of you have heard by now, but people can just be the worst. Really terrible, actually. So bad that a lot of us walk around this world with what you might call a dim view of humanity. And I'll, I'll spare you the examples. Nobody needs that today. I'm sure you have plenty of examples of your own, some of them just from your news feed this morning, and we don't have all day. But sure, you're thinking, what a way to start a sermon. And uh, what about all the good folks out there? And yeah, when you, when you put it that way, people can be pretty great too. Humans are strange and wonderful and beautiful. Now and then you'll even hear someone tell a story about the time someone helped them change a tire on a busy highway or the the stranger who returned a wallet with the cash still in it. And they'll recite the version of the old phrase, well, that helps restore my faith in humanity. Well, we're talking about the good part of being human. There's no question that one of the true joys of living the human experience is our capacity to cherish and love and be loved by our people. To be known by dear friends and companions, loved by our relatives or our found family that we join along the way. What a gift this is. Because it is true, when we pull together and look out for one another, it really is something special, isn't it? Did you hear that last part, though? The part about pulling together and looking out for one another. There's actually a dark subtext to that part of the story. One that preys on our very worst impulses. Because it is a dangerous world out there. And for millennia, the way we've dealt with this is by sticking with our people and avoiding the wrong sorts of people. The people we were told to stay away from, we mark the outsiders with suspicion and we name enemies as a general habit, sometimes a matter of survival. From a young age, we learn the codes and signs that tell us who to trust and who to fear. And some of the darkest chapters in history have been fashioned by people pulling together to form clubs and mobs and armies and political parties. Building walls and barricades and fortresses against strangers and dangerous others who cross our path. We design and form structures of suspicion and hostility, playing out a series of us-versus-them scenarios. But here's the thing, friends. There is no us and them. Humankind is all of us. We are one family. It's just us. Just like the opening 
of the Ephesians letter reminded us last week, God has intentions on a cosmic level. And so, as a consequence, truly nothing, no one, none of us, is outside the grasp and reach of our recreator. There's a strange thing that happens every single time we shoot another astronaut into space. At least many of them report experiencing something that's come to be known as the overview effect. It's what happens when a person gets to see the whole Earth from the vantage point of space. These cosmic travelers quite often speak of a sudden change in their understanding. As they witness our planet, a fragile sphere hanging in the darkness with a thin atmosphere populated by one human race. And suddenly, it all comes together for that person. This earth is our home. This fragile ecosystem made of water and air is all we have. All the plants and animals and human creatures are connected. We are one family. Evan has a picture in picture for those of you who are online. It's a picture that the popular scientist Carl Sagan wrote a reflection about. It was a picture taken... It was the last very photo of Earth taken by the Voyager 1 probe when it was 6.4 billion kilometers from Earth. That photo has famously become known as the pale blue dot because that's all Earth is in the picture. Carl Sagan said, look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you have ever heard of. I'll ask you, what does it say about our society, our culture, our values, when we spend billions of dollars launching people into orbit only to have them come home to tell us the very same thing that elders and wise people from ancient cultures have been telling us for thousands of years? Time after time, In lesson and in parable and in action, the story of Jesus in the Gospels tears down the barriers and the walls that we've built between us. Hostility between every sort of person, occupiers and slaves and displaced people and foreigners and religious elites and politicians and peasants and working people and aristocrats. Today's text from Ephesians' letter marks us, marks this as an outcome of the Jesus way. The new people of God beginning to recognize just how diverse and strange and wonderful the church could and would be. It writes, For Christ is our peace. 
In his flesh he had made he has made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall that is the hostility between us. In this specific case of the text, it was speaking to the massive rift between Jewish people and the diverse assortment of outsiders and strangers who found themselves in the church. But this was just the start, the beginning of a long project to tear down the barriers that separate us. And we, the church, well, we've had 2,000 years to practice this. And the truth of it is that we, the church, the Jesus people, following the Jesus way, well, we aren't always that great at it. Downright terrible sometimes, even. When God's people are at their worst, the church maintains habits and practices of this world. How often have we, the church, been builders of fences and boundaries and walls? How many times has the church barricaded herself into little castles? All while giving a lot of thought about the sorts of people that we let in and the kinds of people we want nothing to do with. Friends, this is how you build and manage a country club, sure, or a militia, definitely, a political party, probably, but this is not the church. Because the church is a venture of the spirit of recreation of all things. The church is the message of Jesus come to life in the world. The church is the celebration of one new humanity in Christ And this is what we are called to. And this puts us in the business of tearing down walls, not building them. It calls us to stretch our ideas of what is possible as we work to remove the constructs that separate us by such silly things as nationality, race, ethnicity, gender, class, history, tradition, really? Truth is, this is a long work. It's humbling. And we falter along the way. And yet, as a gathered people, week after week, day after day, this is the practice that forms our life together. So easily, though, we get lost on the way as we forget that the wide arms of God embrace us and reach over and around us, gathering all of us. Day to day, week to week, our paths of faith want for the rhythm and practice of reorientation. Like astronauts who catch glimpses of a fragile planet, a Sunday morning service or a moment of prayer can be a holy overview effect. Our little Sunday gatherings are a look towards the heavens so that our hearts might be reminded, reframed, situated, located in the vast universe of God's mercy. We take a little time in prayer and song and listening to dismantle our defenses of suspicion and fear, 
remaking us into a people, one people. The pursuit of the true Christian community is an immense challenge and a pure gift, shaped and guided by this wide call to be one people. And so today, as we do this practice of a holy overview effect, what barriers have you accepted for too long? What walls of separation have you become quite comfortable hiding behind? Is there a part of this long work that you are being called to right now? Maybe for a moment we could quiet our souls so the Spirit might speak to us. Maybe you can lay your hand with me on your heart for a moment and listen. What does the Spirit of creation say to you? And as together this people, in this little church, we discern the shape and we get to make this community be what it is as we continue to learn and listen. Is there a part of this effort that First Baptist Church in Edmonton on 109th Street might lend her hand to? What role might we have to play in this holy demolition project? tearing down barriers, making new connections, celebrating our shared humanity. Friends, as the spirit of creation draws us in, may we open our hearts to this living reality, this amazing promise. Amen, and thanks be to God.